0: This is Corey Cross. This is Wade Redden.
1: Hi, this is Braden Holpe. Hi, this is Scott Hartnell. My name is Jim Patterson.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Carly Agro from Sportsnet Central.
1: Hey, it's Ron McLean, Hockey Net in Canada and Rogers Hometown Hockey. Hello, Lloyd Minster. This is Keith Morrison. And welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the
0: podcast, folks. I don't know whether Biden or Trump won at the start of this. I was, well, I am still watching it as I go along, but... Frankly, I wasn't gonna sit and edit this episode at uh, <laughs> midnight or two in the morning, wondering, you know, finally who won. So uh, I don't know if anybody else sat and watched it all. I certainly was tuned in to the American election, um, following it right along. Me and uh, me and Kinger talk a little bit about it in the in the episode, which is well, well. Once again, it'll be interesting to see who ended up winning. Obviously, uh, for the most part, I would assume we know here Wednesday morning. Um, But before we get on to all of that and today's episode, let's get to today's sponsors, Clay, Smiley, and Profit River. Profit River is a retailer of firearms, optics, and accessories serving all of Canada. They specialize in importing firearms from the United States, hard-to-find calibers, rare firearms, special editions. Check them out at ProfitRiver.com. I'm teaming up with the Lloydminster Regional Health Foundation for Giving Tuesday Radiothon December 15th to help raise money for uh, the hospital and uh, continuing care. We'll be doing a 12-hour, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Facebook live stream where we'll sit down with different people from the community to share stories about the hospital and why it's so vital to our community. Last year, we raised $50,000 for new Pixis automated pill dispensing machine, and this year, we're looking to exceed that goal, and I know with all of your help, we can do it. We got some cool things on tap or or coming your way, Um, some cool guests that are going to be showing up during the show, guys like Scott Hartnell, Wade Redden, Quick Dick McDick, uh, Rod Peterson, uh, just confirmed today, Clark MacArthur, how about some local people, Uh, uh, Mayor Jared Elbers is going to be hopping on, Brandy Hofer. Mikey Dubs, is, uh, I'm, I'm, he is going to be running on a treadmill for 12 hours while we do this all. The podcast is pledging uh, $2 for every kilometer he runs, so if that's something that tickles your fancy, uh, just let us know and, and we'll we'll make sure that uh, we're giving him some encouragement to run as many kilometers as he can. It's all going to a good cause. Be on the lookout for that December 15th, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. That's at the Lloyd Regional Health, Fo- Health Foundation's page. Clinton team over at Trophy Gallery. I was sitting at my desk today, at the office, and I looked up, and you know I got uh, yeah, yeah, we have some goofy awards at work. One of them being most water balls. We had a we had a golf league, and uh, yours truly hit the most golf balls in to the water, and I was looking at it, and of course all of our trophies are done by, Clinton and his team over at Trophy Gallery, so. They do exceptional work. They offer championship belts, custom medals, die-cast signage, name tags, engraving on Yetis and Brewmates, business awards in crystal and glass. They ship Canada-wide. Go to trophygallery.ca. There's over 5,000 products. Use promo code NEWMAN for 15% off. Any sport, any time, from bodybuilding to hockey, Trophy Gallery's got it. HSI Group, they are the local oil field and burner and combustion experts that can help make sure you have a compliance system working for you the team also offers security surveillance and automation products for residential commercial livestock and agricultural applications they use technology to give you peace of mind so you can focus on the things that truly matter stop in today. day 3902 52nd street or give Brody or Kim a call at 306-825-6310. Gartner Management is a Lloyd Minster-based company specializing in all types of rental properties to help meet your needs. Whether you're looking for a small office or a 6,000 square foot commercial space, give Wade Gartner a call today. 780-808-5025. If you've been down the truck route past UFA, you have seen the SMP billboard. Shout out to Read&Write, the team, amazing team over there that put it up, and Miss Deanna Wandler for her uh creativity on uh, getting that looking just perfect if you're heading into any of these businesses make sure you let them know you heard about them on the podcast if you're interested in advertising on the show visit seannewmanpodcast.com in the top right corner hit the contact button and send me your information we got lots of different options and i want to find something that can work for the both of us now let's get on to that t-bar one tale of the tape <laughs> Originally from Kid Scotty, Alberta, is entering his 13th year as head coach of the Women's Wrestlers Basketball Program. This past season, the wrestlers won the ACAC Championships, the first gold medal in wrestlers basketball history. He's been awarded the ACAC Coach of the Year four different times. He is a co-owner of Golden Ticket Sports, which is a relationship-based company that specializes in player, coach, official, and multi-sport events. And they just opened up a new facility, Hoop Factory, here in Lloyd Minster. I'm talking about Chris King. So buckle up. Here we go.
1: My name is Chris King, and I'm back on the Sean Newman Podcast.
0: Okay, welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Tonight, I am joined uh, in studio. You know, you're slowly becoming one of the guys I've had on quite a bit. Chris King, sorry, uh,
1: to give you a name. Well, this is my goal. Every time I see you get uh, Redden and these guys up two, three, four times, I'm like, I got to get back on. So if I pay you enough money, you <laughs> say, hey, you can come on for 30 minutes and then I'll catch you off. So that's my goal. I just keep me up with the Joneses right uh, now.
0: That That's, yeah, that's right, folks. Pay me enough money and <laughs> you can't, yeah, that, right, right, right. Well, where do you want to start? You want to start, I want to start actually third kid because you, you, yeah. you know, the last time we were on, on the COVID roundtable, me, you, uh, Tomer, and Supes, uh, you're uh, expecting, and now you've had your third? Yep. You're in the third kid life? Yeah. How's A, how's the third kid life been?
1: You know how that is. It's crazy. It's crazy. First of all, I didn't have the kid. My wife did. I was there. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, I've barely been around. She's a saint. Uh, this kid...
0: Is your wife getting her master's or something
1: too? Yeah, she just she just started her master's. So she's at home with three kids. She's writing a test tonight right now. Um, I, oh, saw she her, hates I saw her it. do a quiz while feeding the baby the other day. And I was like, you're so much better than me. What did like, you
0: tell her you were, you were doing tonight?
1: Well, I had to go. I had a little issue at Hoop Factory I had to go <laughs> deal with. And then I said I had a podcast. And she just <laughs> gave me the look. She's like, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. She knows the deal. No, uh, yeah, third kid um awesome that kid is smiley and sleeps good i just wonder why they didn't make the other two that way because it would have been a lot easier if it would have been like that we might ended up with five or six kids but i think i think we're shutting her down she is shut down actually officially so is it shut down oh yeah shut down dr uh saeed fixed fixed that situation for me so we're good to go
0: (laughs) what was the hospital experience like during
1: COVID? Well, actually when we went in is right when they took all the patients from northern Saskatchewan. So we went up the night for delivery and in the delivery room there is if when you went to the right in the hospital, it was regular delivery. On the left side, it was COVID wing. So that was a little unnerving because you don't know, is there anything that your baby can catch? Is it in the hospital? Is it all these things? So I think it adds to a level of uncertainty. And as you know, Childbirth is the most uncertain thing you can ever participate in. Period. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I. Everybody knows my story by now about the third, the third room. That that was enough. That, that was enough. I. Every labor of Mel's, they were quick. Right. But they progressively got worse. So, I. Uh, uh, enough about me. Uh, no visitors though. Nothing.
1: No. Um. I believe. When we went home, actually, my parents didn't come for a well. while. I think my mom saw the baby just because you don't know what you can contract and stuff. So you're like sending pictures. And once again, we we had two huge babies to start. And this one comes out half the size. So we're like, where's the rest of this, this kid, right? <laughs> <coughs> my son Nash was 26 and a half inches, 10.6 pounds. This... this k was uh i think six pounds and like 18 inches just tiny little things so yeah so no one could come in and then you know my brother wanted to come see her and it's the whole keep your family away the germs because that was right in the height of not knowing anything and here we are months later and we still don't really know anything so it hasn't got any better as you know
0: yeah well three children. Three children is a game changer. Actually, I was just saying to Mel as I came over here, uh, she was changing out pictures on the wall, right? You know, you get your family photos done, and then every year you kind of swap them out. I assume most people do that. Anyways, there's this old one, and it's of uh, Shay at uh, her brother's wedding. And so two of her siblings... Oh, how the heck does this work? That isn't true. Her... Her cousin's wedding. Her cousin's you wedding. You better get this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better get this right. So so in the last, since our kids have been born, we had Shay, and then we went to her cousin's wedding. And I, and she was in the wedding party, so I got stuck on baby duty. Been there. With one kid, I remember being so stressed. <laughs> you can just, about, I'm trying to get ready, yeah. but I got, you know, I gave him a whole bowl of blueberries, and his poop was blue, and that, I remember that vividly, right? That was one kid. I'm looking at this picture, and I'm going, I remember being there. I remember being stressed out by one kid. How was I such a pussy? Like, I mean, back then, that was terrifying. Now, three, you're juggling. You're just, you know.
1: You're treading water. You're just trying to survive. That's what three kids is, right? It's literally go, 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 go. Just make it work. Because at the time, that situation, because I had a similar one with my brother-in-law's wedding, just Macy I had, and you're just like, oh, my God how am I going to do this? I have one kid at a wedding. I got a kid with pink eye now I got it like just, but with three kids, it's just, you got to give up on one and just hope that one, (laughs) hope that one is going to take care of someone else. And then you just target the weakest one. So I target Nash quite a lot because he doesn't listen to his mother. He's three years old and he's starting to talk back. So It's uh, as much as I think it's hilarious. It's not good. So he's causing some issues in the split between the girls. So yeah, it's a great time with three kids. You know how this goes. It's just everyone says this train wreck gets better. It doesn't look like it. Hey, I tell you what. uh,
0: So Mel's sister. Now, so so we we went to her cousin's wedding with one. Right. I was I was guy looking after it. Then we went to her brother's. Uh, She was in the wedding party as well, and I had to look after the two. And by the end of the day, I was so done, I was beyond done. I was beyond
1: done. You needed a day off after.
0: Like, I mean, I sat on the deck in silence and drank a marmalade, or not a marmalade, a a Kool-Aid of some sort, right? Like, with a vodka in it, and just sat there. And She's like, you want to talk? I'm like, no, no. I just want to (laughs) sit here in silence. That was two. So I've been petrified for the three. And today I told her, I was like, you know, by the time, you know, COVID may help me out because... The wedding was supposed to be this summer. Now it's next summer. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's going to be easier in two. Like I've, I've come to, <laughs> I, th- I think I can handle this because I'm going to be by myself with three children.
1: You must have been drinking at the time. You know, the COVID though, you're, you hit it on the head that when you needed that time by yourself, because my wife made a comment the other day. She's like, you realize in COVID, you would just say I'm leaving and you would just go driving for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, I I don't think it was that long. She's like, I would send you to get groceries that were pre-packaged. So we'd go to Sobeys. They deliver them. I'd get a coffee. I would literally drive around the outskirts of Lloyd and just not even think, just like zombied out. And I'd come back and she's like, it's been two hours. I'm like, oh, I just, I just up and left lots of times. I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. It was not good for my mental well-being. So it could have been the third kid. It could have been COVID, but you saying that you needed that zone out. I feel you. I hit, I hit the pause button a little too much during yet COVID. Yeah, your wife <laughs> is
0: taking her master's.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just started her MBA. Um,
0: is she a superhero? Is that what she is?
1: Yeah, she's trying to be. I think like her daily goal is just to make me look miserable, like a terrible human. So yeah, she's better than me. I've admitted it before. Um, <laughs> so she doesn't, she hasn't seemed to catch on yet. But uh, yeah, she started her MBA and uh, I think it's executive management or executive leadership. And uh, so I see her in there. Feeding the baby, working on our class. Meanwhile, I'm trying to play Barbies or hockey with the other two. So it's, yeah, it's not really a divide and conquer.
0: Shay spit at me tonight. That was the new one.
1: Hmm. Mm. How did that feel? Did it hurt you in the heart or just actually? Surfaced?
0: Actually, I, I, w- I was, I, I don't know. It it wasn't good. But then he spit at his mother and that made it a lot, lot worse. Yeah.
1: It's taking it to another level. You know,
0: I, I I really hope someday, Chris, I really hope someday my kids <laughs> go back through all these. Right. They probably won't. They'll probably think I'm an old boring guy or whatever. But I really hope they can hear that at ch- Shay at age four and a bit was spitting at me and that got him sent to his room and I can already and, hear. And him. he was
1: causing you grief. That's the thing they don't realize is they were doing something. At the time, they probably didn't realize it was wrong. I was they-
0: trying to tell. Him, I was trying to tell him. St- we, we just finished wrestling and i was trying to just like bring him out of the wrestling stage okay buddy we got to be done right yeah and he tried jumping on me one more time i said nope we got to be done and then you know
1: anger erupted he took it to another level he took it to another level i kind of like that though <laughs> that's that's like next level okay not to make it heavy parent corner i'm going to tell you one more my son nash my wife he doesn't listen well i think it's a boy thing i'm not sure and my wife always like nash look at me look at me are you listening Look at me. So the other day, he walks up to his mom, puts his hands on her face and says, Mom, look at me. Look at me. And she starts to smirk, just like you're doing right now. And he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to get us both killed. Like, And he knew he was being funny at the same time. So, yeah, those, those stories, they're funny and you're trying to deal with it, but you're trying to be a good parent while not laughing. And I had to leave the room. Like, I was, yeah.
0: Well, you know, parent corner or not, kids, (laughs) kids, you always hear, you always hear people tell you, it's like one of the most rewarding, frustrating, blah, blah, blah things in the world. It's so true.
1: It's the best. Yeah.
0: And the worst all at the same time. Like just some days you're like, what, what is going on here?
1: So we've talked about this in private. When you think about your past life before three kids, Hmm what what were you spending time with like me and my wife I talk about what did we do she's like I have no idea did we go to the movies did we go out all the time now it's like I'll see her in bed or maybe at lunch or she's sleeping she comes in I'm sleeping sometimes I don't even know we cross paths like I don't know what happened pre three kids I think that got blurred out of my memory just like the earlier childbirths it just kind of you're trying to push that aside <sighs> I partied
0: a lot before three kids. <laughs> Get out be- of here.
1: Before kids, right? Lots Good for of you.
0: movies, lots of movies, lots of date nights. I was probably a helpless romantic. Some point listen in
1: time. This, listen to this, suck up right here. Good for you.
0: You know, you're bugging me because we're, tonight, folks, we're drinking coffee, and I apologize to all the local uh, uh, coffee brewers, but we're not drinking local coffee.
1: It's too late for local coffee.
0: Well, a true, but b I should probably talk to somebody and. Uh, Mr. Tanner Appleton of Northman always comes up because I stop in there and have coffee at the little coffee shop. He's got yeah. going on there every once in a while. And uh, anyways, I forget what I was talking about. What the hell was I talking about?
1: Well, you're, you're, I think you're getting to be an on or off the wagon. Is what, oh, what I oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, before kids, you had time. You just, you had, I I, I like being busy. I, I've always liked being busy. So back before kids, you're busy, but... You had lots of time to just like piss away, you know, and right. still you could get things done. Yeah. Now you can't piss away things. So True. for the month of November, you're making fun of me. I got this nice little, as my wife is like, nice mustache as I was leaving, right? She hates it. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah. You wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've been growing your beard for how long, you jackass? Yeah. So uh, a mustache uh, for November. Okay. Um gonna be uh, i got two buddies out at serafina i do work with uh, full-time working for baker hughes to deal with serafina so we got a challenge of which we, tr- we tried doing I, correction i tried doing 5k a day with them last november i made seven days i think that's not bad actually it's pretty good yeah and then i almost died like i mean <laughs> i was a walking zombie because i was still trying to do this and then run it like 11 <laughs> at night yeah. out in the. almost kill myself but anyways so it's 3K a day uh, this month, go around. Okay. And they said I could walk. I'm like, all right. So today, me and the family went for a th- three-kilometer walk. It's perfect. So mustache, okay. 3K a day, and no booze.
1: And this is a weird thing because I'm around you. You're you're Every time we're together, you're off the wagon or on the wagon. Or whatever gonna, you want to call it. And then when I text you, you're like, let's have a drink. But by the time we get around to it, that's right. You're like coffee only. <laughs> kind of teasing me here. Does that it piss you little, off? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I think the last time was that uh, pre-COVID, that last that round COVID table. Round round table. table. Yeah, we, we had, had we had we had drinks, and now we're drinking coffee, which is also good. But you gotta say that you probably feel you're looking muscular, you're looking fit since I seen. You. It looks like you've been pounding push-ups all COVID. So
0: I'm glad you're saying that. I don't know. I feel out of shape. Let's leave it at
1: that. But you got goals set for November, oh, so yeah, yeah it's yeah, gonna yeah, be awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, what what that does, going back to it, is with three kids, that time is like non existent. So you can't ha- you have the old late night feel like crap for three days. <laughs> yeah. Well, you started a bloody gym, man. Yeah. You're sitting in this and we're oohing and on about what this is. Well, it just doesn't happen if a guy ain't working at it, right? It's true. And so time has become, man, it's become important. It's almost scary. I remember somebody telling me that a long time ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, you old keys are now here I sit talking about it.
1: We're getting older. That's, That's the issue. We're getting older, and time's going quicker and quicker, and you see it when you look at your kids. I see it with the kids I coach, right? So 13 years, I see some of the players I coach now with kids that are the same age as my kids, so it makes me feel like, Maybe I didn't get a real kickstart at life, but everything happens in its own kind of realm. So it's cool to see that happen, but it's just blink of the eye. Things have changed. Look at that. You're in here now.
0: Yeah. Well, the first two you did were in the old. We did one in that old room.
1: Yep. One around the boardroom
0: table, and now you're here.
1: Yeah. So next time, when you get to the biggest office in Lloyd... I want in on that one. When this table doubles.
0: If, when that happens, we'll make sure that the Scotch bottle is open. I'll make yeah. sure that I don't schedule you in for a coffee only.
1: That's good. And I'm a Scotch uh, wuss, so that'll be a real real quick drink for me.
0: <laughs> Speaking of uh, seasons, basketball. Yep. How's that been? Uh-oh, we don't even want to go there. That's terrible.
1: Um, no. It, I will give the girls lots of credit. Um, so we started September 1st. So we, uh, my practice plan for tomorrow, I believe, is practice 38 or something like that we're on. Okay. Um, No games. No games in sight. We have 10 players because a few of the older players decided not to come back. Um, So we are basically, we can go five on five, but we are looking at January probably 15th, 16th, 17th as like the best-case scenario. We're not going to be playing a full league. It's going to be some type of pod action. So I'm trying to keep a bunch of girls that are extremely competitive as you know anyone in college is extremely competitive in the right mindset for four freaking months
0: playing each other
1: playing each other i don't i give them all the credit because they're coming in their work ethic's great we've had some great practices but like the only carrot i can dangle is in two more months we might play a game might now we're under the president's guideline SAS Health Guideline, whatever the school says, that's what takes priority, right? Our school takes priority over anything else. And each institution's different. So a few institutions have backed out of the season altogether. Who's that? Um, Concordia's out. Um, Augustana's out. Um, the, really? Yeah. So there's a couple other schools that will not compete this year at all. They'll just practice. So, And it sounds like there might be more schools that are going to take this route. So we might have a league. We might have a mini pod season where it's us, Keanu and Medicine Hat and I've heard other rumors that it might be us and the Huskies and the Cougars playing in a Sask League. We don't know. It's It changes week to week. So I, I'm trying to communicate with my players. Hey, this is what might happen. This is where we're at, and they've been awesome. They do their weights three times a week. They do their skill sessions. They come to practice. They haven't really hung their head, but I have to think when they leave, they're like, I want to play a game. Like, I want to kick someone's butt or get my butt kicked. AJ Shell is playing games. Yeah, different pods, different colors. AJHL doesn't report to an institution though, right? So post-secondary institutions, for the most part, are closed to the public, lots of them. right? Okay. So when you're closed to the public, you can't be hosting basketball games when no one's allowed in your facility. Also, our facility is under Lloyd guidelines, so we're looking at 30 people max. I know you're good at math, so if you put 12 players aside... And a coach on each team. Now we're getting real tight. You throw in the officials. You can't even have a game day staff, right? So we're dealing with all these different things. And as you saw, Alberta loosened it up a while ago. Great. And then now they tighten it's it right tightened it up. Out. So I, I do say AJHL, SJHL. This is my opinion only. I think that they basically got the, the release from... In Alberta, it was basically junior hockey and university and colleges. I think they tried to make exceptions to make sure hockey went. I think we all know hockey is Canada sport, so they wanted to make sure the junior A hockey system was going. Them going to bigger pods is great because they can play games. Bigger pods for us means more risk, and the institutions look at it that way as now, instead of having a mini pod of 50 athletes, now you're looking at 150 Now we might be playing a team from Nate who's exposed to how many more people and how many more potential cases. So it's very frustrating. But I would say our administration's been doing a great job of communicating with us. We're trying to communicate to our players. Every day something different. We're all trying to stay positive. The kids, I have the most respect for all the athletes that are here this year going to school and staying diligent with their schoolwork and doing athletics. But it's super frustrating. It's just... It's not what you think it should ever be, right? And it doesn't matter. Are we finding a solution to COVID soon? doesn't appear that way, right? Like this is going to keep going for a while. So whether we loosen or tighten, I don't know. The season itself doesn't look good. Ontario canceled their season already. So Nationals got canceled. I think the other conferences will cancel. Canada West canceled their season, right? So everyone's going to be playing makeshift exhibition games to keep their athletes on campus on scholarship coaches and staffs employed it's not great how confusing was that for you or depressing Uh,
0: a little bit of both um i don't know you know the longer this thing goes i just i i stare at and i go would having basketball games go with nobody in the gym be that such a terrible thing
1: no (laughs) <laughs> Would it be that much riskier? Probably they're, not. They're already, here's here's my thing about, I can only talk about my athletes and I'm sure junior Hawk is the same. We try so hard to keep them safe. We're in our training pods. We wear masks in the school. In the gym, we don't wear masks. We're slobbering on each other, sweating and hitting each other. It's just like a regular practice. We can't monitor when they go home or if they go out. You know, My team, I'm trying really hard to keep them under reins, but if they go out to a party, or to a restaurant or to anything else. They're exposed to just as many people as they are in a basketball game, right? So
0: it is impossible. Yeah, like unless you lock them up, it is impossible to monitor anyone, especially some eighteen, 18 to, to twenty five yeah. or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty two. Like are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Just think about what your coach, if he said, Hey, guys, no parting at all this year. You guys can only stay with your team. You might do it if you're a really good team. You might do it for a couple of weeks, but then uh, you, then you're going hell.
0: Out. Even do the best case, in a couple of months. Yeah, sure. We're not talking like we're not <laughs> yeah. talking just a couple months. Eventually, there's a, a, a something breaks the camel's back, right? Just well, little. we're at that couple month mark, right? Yeah, people start going a little bit squirrely, and they're like, screw it, like just screw it. Yeah, that's all of society. We've already <laughs> yeah. seen that. Yeah, right. I mean, all you gotta do is go out anywhere in Lloyd, and, and you get both spectrums by now. And I am I was the guy at the start um, I remember well I mean the, the fear is a, a crazy thing right right at the very beginning the fear I remember sa- standing in the Baker Hughes coffee room and standing against the one wall and just being like I don't know if I should be in here boys like I feel pretty awkward and everybody's just kind of like spread out and, okay well and, and then it went like two months like that or of not seeing anyone right and eventually, I don't know. It's just it's all the way back to where it was before, and I'm just I don't know. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm um, going out of my way to be dangerous by any stretch of the imagination. If you're sick, stay home. I think everybody's got that by now.
1: But yeah, I think people are doing better with that. I just think you're anything you do, you're at risk. Here's one: I have a buddy in Oakland. He's now on month ten of work from home him and his wife, and he got told February, at best, he'll be back in the field, a land man. He's like, I, I can't do this. I literally can't do this at home every single day. The mental health of some people, and you talk about worrying about COVID, but just even the being at home locked up, and now it's wintertime in Canada, which means you can't do hardly anything, at least in the summer. You talk about going for walks and jogs. You can go get out with your family, and if you're really concerned, you can still be really safe. If you're not as concerned, you're still being safe for other people. But now you're locked up. What, what do you do in the winter? Like, what's the social events?
0: I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I, honest, just... Honestly, I don't know. It's depressing to I even know. think about. You know, uh, I was listening to uh, Michael Campbell, I think it was. Brother's listening to Michael Campbell. He's uh, got a, it's on a podcast, but he's got a radio show on 630 Chad for about an hour long every Saturday morning. Don't quote me, 11 a.m., I think and it's a economy um, podcast or show right. talks a lot about uh, the stock market and that kind of thing. But he had a guy on talking about COVID, and he was talking about, I want to say Thailand or Vietnam or something like that, and just the mental health aspect. He said COVID, you know, in a 69 million population, it killed, I think it was 58 people. Right. They had 2,000 suicides since that. And you're like. Well, yeah, I don't know. So like the, the mental health of it, oh yeah, there's a ton of things not being talked about right now. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost to the point of absurdity. I I, I get the the COVID part. Yeah. But, but there's other things going on.
1: Yeah. At some point we all have to live our lives again, or it's, I don't, I'm not sure our lives actually go back to the way they were, but even just in our building now seeing kids the first time they've been on a floor or doing something in months and talking to parents that are have their kids playing hockey now where they're actually playing games and yeah. there's just a little bit of excitement creeping but they get to be kids again. They get to do sports and activities. Like think about your childhood, my childhood. That's all you did was sports all the time. Whatever season it was, you're playing some kind of sport. Could you imagine when you were ten or fourteen, they said, Hey
0: Or going in your last year midget yeah. and
1: all of a sudden it's You're not playing this year. You're not going to finish this year, and next year you might not get a chance to play.
0: Nah, man, I can't. That's that's a,
1: you know, it, going into,
0: even call it the multiplex, that building is eerie with nobody in it. When you're normally <laughs> yeah. like yeah. hundreds of people in there at all times, right? Coming and, it's and just, going, yeah. Just like nobody. It's like, what is going on? This is straight out of some like. Horror movie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Horror movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, I went in there once, and I was like, ugh, it, it is eerie. But so that's kind of where our season, coming back from the COVID, that's where our season's at right now. And like I said, that it, sucks. administration's been awesome. Everyone's trying to do their best, they're trying to provide yeah. the best experience. But it's, if I'm being honest, it's awful. Now we all still are. Well, here. and
0: I think it was, you know, if I remember the roundtable, right? You're the guy who is right in the middle of the season about to head to nationals. Right. And then Three COVID days. hits and it's just gone. And now there's been like, there's no way to get. Even back to a game, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, and and I tell people all the time, selfishly, that team had a shot at nationals. This year's team, the same group essentially, would have had a shot at nationals again. We have like a three-year window where we're going to be really, really strong. So we lose that national chance. We lose this year's. And then we have that one year left, which is crazy, but... Once again, other people are hurting in different yeah, ways. Oilers so, fans
0: are saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah.
1: next year, the, the <laughs> next the next year, the next year.
0: Well, I want to talk about the hoop fact or the hoop factory. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, a. It's been super cool to like, walk in and see like it's. I haven't even seen the finished product now. Know, I've you, seen you, videos. You, of You've got to come pictures. over to
1: shoot your jump shots now that we're done.
0: You well. Go. Have you seen me shoot a jump shot?
1: No, but you told me you won your rec league, so you got some kind of talent here. You're hiding you know, it. You're hiding it from me. You
0: know, on the way over here, I was like, maybe, maybe what we should do is meet there first, have a game of one on one, see how bad Kinger beats me the first time. <laughs> then we could actually joke about that. But uh, let's hear the story about how this this comes about, because a uh, for people who don't know uh, or are listening from abroad, hoop factory is uh, essentially a converted warehouse, yep. old, dingy warehouse turned into uh, a gymnasium now where they can train basketball, volleyball, athletes, yep. essentially.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, so it started in COVID. Um, so our company, Golden Ticket Sports, did a bunch of coaching events and we were fairly successful with that. And, you know, I, as a basketball guy, I think one of the things that everyone always talks about is man, if we only had our own facility and we can run our own camps and train athletes and provide space. When COVID hit, I think it provided a little of that opportunity. And throughout the summer, I kind of touched base with uh, Parsons um, and asked them to start looking around for buildings in town. I said, I need at least 20 feet high. It's got to be about 100 feet by 100 or 100 by 80, something like that, where I can fit a legit high school basketball court. There's a lot of buildings in town. There's not a lot that have that 20 to 24 foot ceiling anywhere. Um, he ended up finding this building and we went in and uh, B. Fisher owns that chunk of land, as you know, and <clears throat> went in and there's been a diesel repair shop in there. I don't think B. Fisher had touched a lot of it for like 10 or 12 years. It was, it was not in great shape, but um, they were very good to negotiate with. And um, that's kind of how we got the ball rolling because... Being a basketball coach and playing basketball, there's been lots of things, you know, you see new rinks open up or outdoor facilities for hockey, but there hasn't been anything basketball specific. And if you look in bigger cities in North America, this is popping up. So ours now here in Lloydminster, um, we really got rolling on that end of August. And here we are, it was a pretty quick turnaround. Um, we're the first kind of basketball only facility in Saskatchewan, which is...
0: I just, uh, you, you, you kind of glaze over that. You, you started this
1: in august august 15th we got in the door to to start doing the work yeah
0: Uh, for people like imagine a giant warehouse that has been used by a diesel repair (laughs) shop and turning it into like man a super cool uh clean looking sharp gym like you've done an, an amazing amount of work in a very very short period of time and the reason i say that is I got in this, I think it was like May 5th (laughs) and it was the end of May when this has got to where it's sat now for the last, right? So that's like half the time to do your lobby, your, your bathroom. That's, that's what it took me. So to do an entire facility like that, man, you, uh, you must've been working 24 seven.
1: Well, we had, we had a lot of help. So myself and my partner, luckily for me, he was a teacher, Tanner Brightman. So, um. Obviously, both companies are, are ran together, so he was up quite a lot on the weekends and late nights, and we had a lot of community help. Um, my dad, Mike Curtis, a bunch of people that helped out whenever they could, because that's one of those projects. When we came in there, there was a dividing wall right down the middle, and we posted on our story today at, at Golden Ticket Sports Hoop Factory, the beginning to the end. I think it was like 26 pictures in our, in our slides. And I looked at it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I forgot what it looked like right off the start to like look at it. And if you skim through it, it starts with a dividing wall in the middle. That was day one, is taking down this dividing wall. And then going from there and getting that down and scrubbing the walls and scrubbing the dust off everything. Um, and it's kind of progressed. So we had a lot of help. It, it took a lot of late nights. And uh, obviously my wife was Super helpful in handling those three kids he kept talking about. But if you, yeah, if you're looking through the Instagram feed, it'll start you right from the beginning on the build. That's that's right at the start there. So that's the the dungeon. And like I said, B. Fisher was great about everything. They helped a lot in um, getting the building up to where it needed to be for us to get athletes in. and The final finish came. We got the floor done and ready to go um, last Saturday. At 4.30 a.m., we finished the floor, and we had kids on the floor at 8.30. So we we left at 4.30. How
0: much t- were you shitting your pants?
1: Oh, man. So the shipment was late. The flooring and the hoops was late coming in. So, uh, And one of those things, classic starting a business, nothing quite works out the way you want it to. Everything's a little bit late. Their shipping was delayed at customs, blah, blah, blah. But we got it done i looked at my partner tanner and i said what time is it he's like it's 4 30 i'm like okay we got to take a nap i got to be on the floor at 8 30 with these kindergarten kids my daughter's age group so we got it done and all the work was worth it when you see the little kids came in they're kind of looking around but when we had we had a soft open that saturday and everyone's coming in and their phones are out and they're filming and posting pictures and just to be able to provide a space like that for the community and hearing the feedback in the first week that we've been open here it's it makes it worthwhile because you realize the value that you can provide to local athletes tonight we got a volleyball practice in there we had 20 kids in there for drop in before that we had filipino league practice like there's all these different groups that are using it and staying in their cohorts and it's it's pretty amazing to see and as you see this finishing up here as you're sliding through it it's yeah we're very proud of it it's just i'll be honest i'm just so tired i can't even process uh, um the the pride that we have in in what we've got going right now
0: i just think it's a cool you know as as the the photos are rolling through here and i would suggest anyone should go to golden ticket sports uh dot inc at on instagram just a see what we're, we're talking about you can check out a bunch of the pictures and see uh some of the cool artwork and all that like it's a cool spot when you go back if you rewind it back to the first time you roll in to this building and take a look at it did you go and like yeah this can work like you could just envision it
1: yeah well, we did have a vision and and tanner and myself had both seen a lot of places like this and one of the inspirations came from when we played in paris because we did play in something very similar to this but we had a vision in our head and the funny thing was uh in that picture even there my dad's helping us and uh dads are the best but my dad would come in and be like yeah i don't see it this isn't gonna work this is terrible this is awful right so if you don't know what the end result's gonna look like so for him you know i had to tell him after the first week i'm like hey i want you to help but you got to stop talking about it just stop talking about all these problems holy crap man wait a second yeah you gotta you gotta go back those last two pictures there yeah so that's, that's the, the finishing touches. So that's the bird's eye shot right there, um, of the floor and the, and the hoops in there. There's only, I'll, fl- uh,
0: I'll make sure I post this on, uh, yeah. when, when this comes out. So if you, if you're just listening to it today, uh, I'll have some pictures up at the hoop factory on my, uh, pages as well. That way people can uh, check it out, but man, it, it, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, no. but it, it is unbelievable how far that building has come. Um, from when you started heck when i brought the kids there and they yeah. saw it right like
1: <laughs> your kids mopped up some of the dirt for that's us. right that's yeah. right that's yeah. right sorry carry on you're No, I, I think that's one of the things so a lot of people um they come in there and, and a lot of people were helping out and it's hard to envision if you don't know what the end result looks like it's hard to say oh, this is going to look really good so i had to tell my dad to be quiet for a while i think my mom gave him a second lecture on being quiet but uh as it progressed, you can see when people are coming to help out, they're stopping the stair. As soon as we got it painted, it kind of added the wow factor, the black. And then you add the artwork, and now you, know, you kind of got a cool factor.
0: Well, there becomes a point in any project, whether you're building the house or renovating something or doing what you did. Right. It's, it's like the, it's getting closer to the peak or getting over the hill, whatever you want to call it, but where people, other people can see the vision, right? You walk yeah. in it the first day and you go, you're going to do what near. Yep. And then day four, more people, oh, yeah, I see what you're kind of saying. Day seven, day 20, day 40. But once it's all painted, I mean, by the time we were in there, I was like, oh, I get what you're doing. Like, yeah. this is this is kick ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, re- it really came along. And once again, this is one of those things that community ha- always supports these type of things. And I think the support has been fantastic. And it's been a lot of roll up your sleeves and get in there and get dirty. But I, I think hopefully this pays off down the road. Obviously there's little kinks we're working out, but everyone walks in and sees the floor and the space and the the comments have been great. And the social media posts, how has
0: it been starting a business right smack in the middle of a pandemic? You know, we just talked about your, your basketball season and how frustrating that has been. Yep. How has been opening a business (laughs) in the middle of this?
1: I guess for us, it actually worked out well, the timing because uh, the schools aren't renting their gyms right now because of the risk factor. So we have to be super careful with our COVID waivers, our daily check-ins, our sanitization, the same thing that every other place is going, but but we are able to provide a facility that is to, open to the, that public, is open and to the move public and kind of same as service center. You got to book in your times yeah. and you got to book in your rentals, but it's giving a lot of these people, like I said, they're coming in to play basketball and they haven't played in months. They haven't done anything. So they're just excited to be in the building. So COVID has actually provided a bit of an opportunity for us and uh, I think last time we were just chatting privately, it's also provided an opportunity for us um, on the coaching development side, which, which our Golden Ticket Sports does, where we've been able to interact with a lot of national-level coaches, professional coaches, similar to your situation, people that we wouldn't have access to. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting David Blatz and Andre Lamont as the Australian national team coach to do private sessions or to do coaching clinics with us, which before... Probably don't have a shot at. So COVID's created an opportunity that we've kind of seized on. It's also created a lot of problems in terms of opening a business and and cash flow and all those fun things that happen with COVID to everyone, unfortunately. So this just is think, a positive.
0: Just think when you uh, you know a year down the road, like you're gonna have so much experience on. Uh, multiple different things you know there's lots of problems if you'd started this <laughs> a year ago or whatever and things were rolling maybe you don't get as much traction for all i know
1: i i would probably agree with that and i think uh anytime you've done this as well starting a business you learn a lot about yourself and your vision and and what your passion is and as i've said to you before many times my passion is coaching my passion is sports and this is a chance to get back in the sport that i am coaching and currently involved in and i think that that's what makes me so happy is to see these kids in there playing right the adults and stuff great but to see kids enjoying the facility and being able to play and work on their game it makes you happy and it makes all that work worth it but you definitely learn a lot about yourself and and what's in it and I think uh, our company stayed very focused in what the goal was and now there's a the potential of us partnering with other cities to do the same type of project because this is we did breakwater in Saskatchewan so no one's really done this in those hoops, as you saw, they're NBA style hoops, college style hoops. So they're portable. Most places move them on forklifts. We're moving them by hand. So we're working through the process. We have hand pump hydraulics. We're trying to get some people in town to make us electrical hydraulics because, you know, there's all those little things that when you face those problems, you're like, oh, oh, this is a big issue we're going to have for a while, which is a good thing because we're changing our facility from volleyball to basketball so often. But I'll tell you what, my right arm from pumping that hydraulic on those uh, those hoops and getting the wheels up, um, I'm looking forward to someone getting us electric uh, le- electric hydraulics in there so I can just push a button, man. But it's yeah, it, it's it's very humbling to to do this kind of project.
0: It's uh it's been cool to watch uh, from afar, right? Like yeah. I, I don't know, I've never really known anyone to take on something. I shouldn't say that. I've, I've seen lots of companies start. I uh, know lots of guys who've started companies. But in the sporting world, this just doesn't come along that often where you're, you know, I, I'm. we all know I'm a hockey guy. Yeah. It'd be like essentially me building a rink. I mean, renting a building or buying a building and converting it <laughs> yeah. into a rink. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a little harder said than done. But that that's the general idea. Like, it's super cool to watch. I mean... Was this always the plan? Like, did you, did, or did this just, did you just kinda see the writing on the wall with all the gyms closing down and go, maybe there's a play here?
1: Yeah, it wasn't always the plan. And and our company started as coaching development. Yeah. So it wasn't like, hey, in five years or in, this is, we just had our one year anniversary here last week of our company. So this has all happened in our, our first year we've done all these clinics and we opened a second business per se. Uh, that wasn't our vision, but it just kind of trended that way and we had talked about a building and it'd be great. It works out well, me being here, coaching at the college and being a local here. I think I think that helps a lot with the building because we're able to run some programming on the weekends and early mornings and it still allows me to do my full-time job and it allows us to kind of venture out into other things. So. If you told me a year ago that I was going to open a, a facility in town uh, that was going to be basketball, volleyball specific, I would have said you were high. Um, but here we are. I'm seven days in. It feels like it's been a year and a half. And uh,
0: Lots of people using it then? Like, you've, yeah. You rattled off like five or six different groups. Are, are you full? You got open space?
1: Yeah. No, we, we, we are definitely full. So we had to make sure we're staying under our, our numbers. So right. making sure we're staying under 30. So... I didn't anticipate even like our drop-in times, booking drop-in times. We're having like a wait list of 20 people on on our drop-in times right now. Um, We're booked with some volleyball camps, some basketball camps, uh, ladies' league basketball, men's league basketball, ladies' league volleyball. That's Um, kick-ass. Yeah, so tons of people are using it, and they're being really respectful to have a facility, and they're following all the protocols, which is the number one thing. They're doing their daily check-ins, and now it's like automatic. So the response has been great. People are coming in, they like it, they're commenting on it. Now, they could be being nice to me because I'm there and I'm probably cranky at the door. But uh, no, we're very excited to have all these people in. And like I when said... When you
0: walk up to that building and see that building, you're like, we're going to go and where? And then you open the door and <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, this will do.
1: Yeah. And like, tonight there was a there was a kid that hadn't been in there and I just happened to be there when he walked in and I, I heard him talking. He's like, oh, man. Because you look, it's an old tin building just like any other industrial and uh to walk in there with that kind of art and in, in the floor and everything in there and now of course we got music playing and stuff so it's got a it's got a cool vibe we're very excited about it, we're very proud but uh more so we're proud that we get to give back to the community that as i've told you before i felt like i got to take so much locally from sports and now to give some back to kids is pretty cool
0: yeah it's cool it's cool to have in the border city too right? yeah like it's a cool little feature that we got here. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I, I've told you this before. I used to play in the uh, Monday Night Pickup Basketball League over <laughs> at the uh, Holy Rosary ball court. bunch of white guys who suck at basketball and it was never their first sport minus like one guy. I'm sure if you filmed it, it would probably bring most people to laughter. Uh, maybe even tears. Maybe even rolling fits how bad the basketball <laughs> right. is. I'm wondering if there's space for that group of yahoos at this new facility.
1: There probably is. You're going to have to book in advance, but you know what? I'm getting a lot of hockey teams wanting to come in and, uh, train or yeah, just, use just, just, for, just use it for uh, like an off court, off ice training, right. To come in and play five on five and let them muck around. Cause it is good training. And honestly, you guys coming into the gym, who cares? Are you having fun? That that's all that matters. I, ne- I never judge anyone playing basketball. Just like I never judge anyone playing hockey or ball. If you're having fun and you're enjoying it, Go hard. Go as hard as you need to go. Like I'm sure you guys that don't play basketball all the time, when you guys play, you have a hell of a time.
0: As long as I'm not playing Chris King, yeah. <laughs> yeah well. You can't be too skilled, and you can't be... Uh... We play prison rules is the way I put it, right? <laughs> There's no
1: fouls. There's no fouls. <laughs> yes.
0: There's going to be a little clutching and grabbing going on. I remember uh, my, my wife's brother, who was a basketball player. He's, I don't know how tall is Matt. He's Probably like one good basketball player he came and played with us one time and when he got home mel went to him and said well how was it he goes well i wasn't very good basketball but they allowed like pretty much anything goes which made it really interesting so it was a lot of fun <laughs>
1: That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good.
0: Yeah, well, you get a short, stocky guy who plays hockey for a living. We're not too worried about double, well, not the double dribble part, but the contact part. I don't even get basketball contact. It makes no sense. It, dep-
1: it depends where you're playing. We've talked about it before, the flopping in the NBA is something else. But if you're short, you get in under the ribs, you get some cheap shots under the ribs, you probably get to hack a few times where no one's calling a foul anyways, <laughs> right? I always tell my kids when you're, this was me, shortest player on the floor all the time you get to foul 10 times more than anyone else because the refs aren't going to call it because that 6'8 guy, you slap him on the hand, he should be able to finish, right? So (laughs) when you're short, you got to be cheap. That's the way it goes. Before
0: we move off the hoop factory, how do people, if they want to get, if they want to see schedules, if they want to book in, any of that, how do they get a hold of you? Where do they go?
1: Yeah, so they go on our website, gtshoopfactory.com. You can see all of our schedules, all of our camps are on there. Um, you can also go on our Instagram, Um, Everything's on there, your daily check-ins. Um, we're pretty active on our social, Facebook as well. You can find us. But if you go on our website, you can see the calendar for the rest of the year. That's the problem right now with booking time is, is there's not that much time available with all the bookings right now and the little buffer we have to have to sanitize and change everything over. But uh, yeah, you can find all the information you need. And if not, you can email us gts who factory at gmail.com or call 7808704478 there
0: you go okay there's your plug that's now a I, great plug moving on now now you mentioned the nba and i've been i've been waiting <laughs> you haven't listened You're, to the latest brothers round i haven't where, got to it where we we absolutely uh let's be very clear here the newmans are not basketball players right um we act like we can play some ball because we i I love being competitive but realistically we were never basketball players right so when we watch LeBron cart around his trophies and talk about respect, all I could think of after we berated basketball players on the last round table, and I'm sure there was a couple of <laughs> guys be like, these guys are a bunch of yahoos. All I could think of was, well, I got Kinger coming on. I can't wait to pick his brain on LeBron <laughs> James. The Lakers win. Maybe I'll get some respect now. What, what, what's your thoughts? Uh,
1: okay, not a LeBron fan at all. <laughs> he, he's the biggest, strongest athlete in the league, right? Or, or one of one no,
0: of. no, no. I was gonna say like that might go further than basketball. That guy's a giant.
1: Yeah, if we're gonna say like the top athletes in the world, that guy could play NFL for sure 100%. right now. The fact that he whines and is a baby all the time is just so annoying, and it it makes basketball look bad. And the problem is now some of the other superstars complain all the time. The thing with no fans is you heard them chirping the refs and calling for fouls all the time, which I thought was hilarious because you know that stuff happens. Um, LeBron winning was tough. I'm a Lakers fan. I couldn't cheer for the Lakers with LeBron there because most people that cheer for LeBron are a LeBron fan. And what I mean by that is these kids growing up now, they cheer for an athlete, not a team. Ooh. You,
0: I'm a Tom Brady fan. Yeah, Don't we'll, get me going. We'll, well,
1: we can get into that after. But, yeah, I... <laughs> I, str- I struggle with the LeBron thing now. hey, going back to your brothers, I play hockey with them at lunch, and they cry quite a lot if they get tripped or slashed. So <laughs> I don't know you hear that, boys. Pop pa- calling the kettle black and one of them's worse than the others, and he knows who it is.:
0: Oh, who is that? Oh now, yeah oh
1: he'll, he'll know. He'll know. Next time he's there, he'll know.: I'm going to bring that up on the next round table. You're not going to give me a name? Oh, No, no. You tell me on your next round table, who complains the most at hockey?
0: Ooh, interesting. That's an interesting... The boys will probably hear this, and if they don't, I'll remember this for the next roundtable. Yeah,
1: so there's... Who complains the most out of the four brothers on the ice? Yeah, because I've played against all of them, yeah, or with all of them. That's going to be good. Anyways, regardless, I don't... love LeBron's a great advocate for a lot of things, and I think he's done a lot for, like, social media and social justice, but the NBA game, I can't stand that flopping. I like it when guys... Um, you said you watched uh, the Jordan doc, right? When guys are going through each other, and you had to earn it and stuff. I just, I don't even like the fact that he jumped teams and then brought arguably a top five player to leave his team, just basically straight up quit and demand a trade to come play with LeBron. I just, I don't appreciate that. I appreciate drafting players and bringing them in. I appreciated Golden State before Kevin Durant that championship, bringing all the guys, right. The Kevin Durant thing kind of soured it a little for me.
0: 100% it soured it.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, you were good, you won a championship before, and then you got Kevin Durant, and he's like, wait, I'm going to go join the best team. That's the softest thing you could possibly do. Go win a championship on your own or build something. I think that that's been lost a lot in sports is that culture piece and to the organization.
0: Don't you think it is – I'm being hard on the NBA, but – the NBA, just feels like it's so prevalent. Like it's just, it's there, and it's so like obvious that you know Le- LeBron. You talk about guys cheering for a player and not a team. I'm a, Lebr- <laughs> I was a LeBron guy <laughs> when he went back to Cleveland. So when he left, fair. And you know, I don't think too many people were happy about. It. I actually I thought it was a huge dick move because I'm like, if you're gonna leave your hometown team, don't make a documentary oh, about that- it. Don't make a decision about it. That, that, that was is- brutal. That you're dragging everybody through the mud. But when he came back, I cheered really hard for him to win. I remember being at BP's and was out on a date night, and I'm sure Mel hated me that night because I was like watching it. And I, by no stretch of the imagination, watched a ton of basketball games. But I was like glued to the TV for that one because it was cool. And he brings the championship back to Cleveland of all places, and then when he goes to the Lakers and everything going on there, it just, yeah, soured me on him. But I feel like that's, that's the NBA thing to do, try and build these – conglomerate teams teams of yeah of superstars
1: i think it comes from their aau right so now kids playing growing up you're not getting the best players in the state you're getting the best players from all over on these five or six au teams same with the prep team so they're used to just going wherever the best players are to play together so when they get to the nba and i think the nba is different than a lot of sports in the sense that i think um they don't have helmets on, right? It's not like football. that They're not covered up. You're, they're visible. They're visible all the time. You also know when you see an NBA player because they're 6'8 to 6'9. You can see them in a club. You can see them anywhere. So I think they're very aware socially. They want to be on the best team. They want to be in the in. And let's be honest, you look at like an average NBA player making $13, 14000000 million. I think there's some entitlement that comes with that because they are viewed. They are paid. I think that they feel like they can have a little bit less connection. Now, that's not everyone. I just, I don't love some of the things about NBA. If you're asking me about uh, FIBA Europe, NCAA, love it. Love love the game, love the way it's played, but some of the NBA, I just cringe at. So that's coming from a basketball guy, and I know that sounds awful, but that's, that's the reality of it. NBA playoffs, I watched early, I watched early on, and watched a lot of stuff early on, and then... As it became evident the Lakers were going to win, I watched less and less because I couldn't stomach to watch LeBron play that bad.
0: What did you think of the bubble? I thought No no fan, how they did it, how the NBA did it.
1: I thought they did a great job. I thought they did a good job with the testing. I thought when they brought in the families, that was good. Um, I was really impressed the way they did it, and then the WNBA followed. Hockey obviously followed, right? Um, I was a little shocked that – Baseball didn't go to it, but I'm kind of not shocked the way that baseball's ran a little bit. In the NFL, they do whatever they want anyways. So, But I was impressed that NBA was able to get it done and make it safe for everyone. It sounded like there was glitches, but they worked through it, and I think they made the best of a bad situation. Now, when the NBA comes back, it just like when hockey comes back, can you have a league for a whole year without fans?
0: Well, I've heard the numbers, and I don't know if this is right, so maybe I shouldn't be saying this. I'll fill everyone's head with nonsense. But I heard um, Brian Burke saying it the other day that 50% of what NHL teams make comes off the gate.
1: I, w- I would bet it's high. And I think the numbers is lo- much lower for uh, NBA because of their their contracts with the TV and stuff, but that, that wouldn't surprise me. So how do you
0: knock off 50% yeah. right off the get-go?
1: Like, is everyone going to take a 50% pay cut? No. So now you're looking at, and once again, by the time this comes out, things could change, right? But now, okay, we're going to start January 1st. No, we're going to wait January 15th so we can get 50% capacity in there. So now let's say the Oilers game, they're seating 50% capacity. Are you charging double now to make up that money?
0: $20 beers?
1: Yeah, in, instead of 14 50 or whatever it is. Um. But yeah, no, it's it's very interesting what they're doing, and I think NBA could get away with it for a while. I also think the only other sport that could get away with no fans is NFL. I just think NFL makes so much money; it doesn't doesn't matter.
0: NFL owns a day of the year. It is it is absolutely. It's I don't know. It's it's cool. I mean, the NFL is. I mean, it's, it's Sundays, right? Like, I mean, it's it just and I mean, even the Monday nighter, the third, like everything Thursday, they, they, they own do, everything. they own, <laughs> like it's so. They have what is so cool about the NFL, and no other sport can do this. At least, I mean, you can give me the argument that another sport can. But they play so few games, that's unreal, right? Like, as an athlete, do you love playing 60 games, 80 games? No. baseball, 162? No chance do they love that. Play 16 games. Every game means something. Right, And so when you tune into the NFL, I mean, you turn into, I don't know, the Miami Dolphins versus pick a, pick a team, and uh, you're like, yeah, this game means the Hill of Beans, sure. But for most Sundays, there's like three, four games that are like, man, you better tune into that. Yeah, big-time big, big time games. Big-time games. Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's got meaning to playoffs. It's got implications for draft picks and whatever else. So
0: you take, you take what – last 10 games maybe, last five games of the NHL is, and then the first round of playoffs. You take that type of atmosphere and string it out over a season, and that's what the NFL's got. I mean, baseball, it's, you know, you, you can use the analogy on any playoffs, sport and, yeah. and put it into what the NFL. They got playoffs all year long. Yeah. That's what it
1: is. I think that's why the NFL fans, they will never go away from it, right? Like I'm sure there's there's a lot of NHL fans at times have been turned off by things that the nhl's done or whatever and they probably still came back nfl fans are not going anywhere it doesn't matter you're gonna watch your six or seven home games and you're gonna pay um i got the my cousin has tickets to seattle so they have season tickets they live in victoria they fly down for the game so we got to go my dad and my brother and a friend we went once to that game 10 a.m the tailgate it's full go that was like a 2 p.m kick it was full go the whole morning. I couldn't believe that people were still standing, but it's it's like a cultural thing. And the more people I talk to, I realize like this is this is one of the seven games that we get. And I'm taking tomorrow off work. I've already booked it off a year in advance. And, and we're going and we're go- <laughs> going hard. And and the atmosphere is unbelievable. It's a full day affair.
0: Well, I mean, I've been to NFL games now in... Like, green, green Bay was something else. You can't, you know, maybe if you watch the TV, you can pick it out. But I remember watching Green Bay games and just green and gold, and green and gold and whatever. But when you show up, the stadium is in the middle of residential. Right? Yep. So you're, you're tailgating in someone's backyard. You're actually pulling into their backyard and setting everything up. Then everything is camel and hunter orange. I was dressed <laughs> from head to toe in hunter orange. I thought it was a joke. And then I got there and went, oh, I'm going to fit right in, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's cold, but they love that. Yep. And it's windy and snowy and whatever. They love that. And it is just like it's go time, like you say. And then, I mean, my wife's from Minnesota, so I've been to the new stadium. The atmosphere in there is like, then you go to an Oiler game, and no offense to the Oilers, but you go to an Oiler game, and it's just a regular season game. They're playing Chicago, and they're down 3-1, and it is silent. You're like, man, it- how is there even a compare? There is no comparison. No.
1: I don't think there's anything close to it. And being at a lot of Euler games, especially in the new building, you always feel that I haven't been to a playoff game, obviously, but in, in that new building, you're like, oh, my gosh, like this is gorgeous, but it's so hollow. Whereas when you go to NFL, everything's on top of you. And the other cool thing with NFL is you think about that one game, how many jobs it provides in the community, just that little chunk of the year, you know, September to December, all the pubs, you probably paid someone 20 bucks to park in their yard or something. Right. Oh, guaranteed, and and so did a bunch of other dudes. Hundred percent. Yeah, and then you were paying for something, hot dogs or like you just think the whole way, and then you think after all the pubs when you go back into town, like, it it is a whole lifestyle thing.
0: You know, God, I don't know why I talk about the NFL all, all night long because that's what they do, but even right, it's first. Second down, it's third down, and then the big horn goes off because you got to shut them down. Or <laughs> yeah. you got to shut them down on third down, right? Yeah. And the place is going nuts when you. I mean, God, it's that that experience—if you could bottle it up or put it to any other sport—that's what they're all trying to recapture. Yeah. that's why nobody go. And, and on top of that, I feel like COVID screws up the NHL. So everybody around our area, let's talk Lloyd, Saskatchewan, Alberta. They the NHL playing through the summer months. Man, I know so many, like I know there's people out there, I watch every game. Yeah, that's great for you. Most people were at the lake, were outside, and didn't give two craps once Edmonton was out, once the Canadian teams were out. They had other things going on. The NFL hasn't skipped a beat, is right in their wheelhouse of this is when we're playing, and we're going to play, and we're going to carry on, and that's what they were doing. And so it's like you haven't missed anything. And so all the NFL people, right into it.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to go no matter what. Did you think when you were watching the hockey games, I, I felt that basketball, not bad without fans because the cameras in close enough. Football, not bad. They can pipe in the noise. But hockey, when I watched it, it just felt lot Yeah, it yeah. just was like because the camera's out so far and it doesn't matter what you do. You're like, oh, my God. I'm sure the players felt intensity, but it, it just doesn't look good on camera with no fans. Like, you, you just know that that's a... Think of playing in any rink you played and even in senior hockey and no one in the building. It's like my, my rec game at lunch. There's no one there. Someone scores a goal and you're like, good hey. job, good job, man. Good hey. job, nice pass. <laughs> like, like it just, duh, dead. So I can't imagine that for them. But NFL can do it. No NFL
0: what. can do it. Yeah. You know, the other one I thought, uh, I thought they did a good job. Like I, th- I think it looked really good, but I is baseball. When you're in the World Series and the building is going nuts, and you can just feel like, holy crap! One pitch and they're done, or one and you know the the amount of pressure on those players right. when you get however many thousands of fans are jammed into those buildings <laughs> and like the you know it's like I thought baseball missed out on having no fans too or having I mean at the end they had a few fans in there like but nine
1: thousand or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah 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 they did figure out the piping of the sound a little bit as yeah. that went on because when I watched the, braves fan so i had to watch that crushing Ooh. Ugh, crushing loss but it, it did feel i was arguing with a buddy and he's like oh there's got to be twenty thousand people there and i looked at the attendance and it was nine but with the piping of the sound it actually sounded like a home game or an away game so yeah i just sucker for punishment on baseball watching that but yeah it's I can't wait to see fans and to feel those atmospheres. And when it's back, yeah, and, and just think about you talked about hockey. Hockey regular season isn't played at the intensity of playoffs. It can't be. You can't play a whole 82, 82, 82 games, games, games like no. that. Now you can't what,
0: you can't play sixty games at high intensity. Well, like that.
1: even at the end of playoffs, look like, at all the broken bones and how guys are playing through, and how many guys you got to pull up just through the NHL playoffs. But how is the intensity going to be in a no fan season in game forty? Holy guys are gonna be faking injuries all over. I bet the you
0: Connor McDavid gets like 160 points. <laughs> Just kills it because it's rec it. hockey. Yeah, you hear the OHL. Uh, I saw that. No body contact.
1: So you're an OHL player. You're asking to be traded, right?
0: I don't. I, I honestly, I don't know. I've I've said it on a previous podcast. I'm like, I feel like the NHL is slowly moving towards no body contact. Anyways. This is just gonna speed it up.
1: The game shifted for sure, but it, like I, now, even the minor hockey, right? They're shifting that the hitting for COVID Goes and stuff. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. So those OHL, OHL, dub dub, the Q, that's the mini NHL, right? You're trained exactly for the NHL every step of the way. So how are you preparing those guys for the NHL if for a whole calendar year they don't have any no contact? Hater. You just you're you're costing those guys money and draft spots and contracts. Whether it's in NHL or Europe, like
0: I, and yet if they get to play, the WHL right now isn't gonna start until what is it January one? Is it December? It's one of those two. I, I, I for, I'm spacing on the date, but
1: out of province stuff, yeah,
0: right. Like they're they got their dub guys are going back to junior eight teams right now Four between the AJ and the SJ, they can each any team can have up to four dub guys on their teams for the next six weeks or whatever it is.
1: It creates a really good junior A league when you're when playing. you can't have
0: any fans to go watch it. Can you imagine going watch the Bobcats? and there's, you know, you got all these local kids that are in the dub and they all come back and play for their hometown team. You would have a sellout <laughs> every night, and all they can have is this, whatever the number is, 150 fans.
1: Yeah. Like, and, it's got to be hard. And man. you, you got to watch online. I know. And that's the best quality you could ever get. Getting those guys back in the building and the excitement that you would have. Yeah, that's, it's brutal. But once again, dub, oh oh should, I thought the O would be okay other than the outbreaks, but the dub... You got the states and you got so many provinces. That's why the AJ and the SJ can go, is because you're just staying within the province. Provincial. This is why Lakeland struggles with the ACAC right now because we're under SAS Health. Everyone else is under Alberta Health. So that puts us in a weird spot being on a border city. The one time that being on the border is not great. A benefit. Yeah. I I remember growing up playing for Team SASK and Team Alberta because you could go either way within 20 kilometers. That's a benefit. This, not helping not not helping but yeah all the sports are suffering so those kids pro sports you you talk about it like all the way down and i talked about this um our last talk that we had think about all these hockey players that don't get to play they were supposed to get drafted or i'm now recruiting grade 12 basketball players that haven't they didn't finish grade 11 and they are not going to play in grade 12 and i'm expecting that kid to come in and play college off of what i saw in grade 10 there's no other games. There's there's nothing I could see. They can't. Some of these kids haven't even been in a gym to work out. So I am praying that this kid is still okay and they're going to come in to college level of not touching the ball in 18 months. How is that going to work out? I can tell you how it's going to work out. Not well. It's not not going to work out well for these kids unless they're getting in a gym. So everyone's getting knocked up with that.
0: Can you imagine if, if if you could rewind the clock when LeBron James is in grade 11 if he didn't get to play his high school years how that would affect things
1: you wonder who he might have went to college
0: you wonder who will be the winners and losers out of uh, out of what's going on cuz some kids going to maybe he wouldn't have caught your eye and maybe now cuz or he caught your eye in grade 10 but as he went along he didn't or what have you now he's going to get a spot or she's going to get a spot not he and uh, maybe they'll be a great surprise to you
1: could be you know who's going to win out of covid though for athletes it is is the ones that have the genetic gift right I think the hard workers the ones that work all the time on their skill and grind it out and do little things right if you can't play or practice what's a coach going to see if he sees just a small sample size the talent the jumping the running the stuff that catches your eyes when I go watch a basketball tournament there might be a kid that I'm like oh that kid works really hard or she does this really well and the more you watch her the more you fall in love with their game and you're like, this is going to make us good. But the one that catches your eye is the one that jumps over everyone or runs faster or does something. The gazelle. Yeah, they have the genetics. And that might not be the best player in the long run, but that's the player that everyone gravitates to. So in terms of hockey, the, that's, you see that skill and you're like, that's the guy I need. But the guy that you need to center your second line that's going to take all your face-offs and kill penalties for you doesn't get seen as much. That's, that's what I worry about. So I think you're going to see a lot of mistakes being made on the recruiting thing. I can't talk for hockey. I can just talk for my sport, but I know exactly what's going to catch our eye if we get to see anything and it'll be those kids that are genetically gifted, I would say.
0: Last dance, before we get to the final five, I got to ask you about the last dance because you were uh, hot and heavy for the last dance and I believe... Uh, on the COVID round table, it was either just about to come out or the first couple episodes just come out. Now I know it's probably the best thing that happened in COVID. Um, if people can believe it, my wife and I literally sat and watched it together, right? It was like, I don't know, pick your TV show you want. Uh, You want Game of Thrones, which was fantastic. Or maybe you're into, uh, Grey's Anatomy or The Bachelor, Bachelorette, something like that. I don't know. Just spitting out names. It was a show that we marked on the, it's Sunday night. We're sitting down, we're watching.
1: Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, So that was the era that I started to shift a little bit, being a hockey player, shifting into basketball. Because I got to see Jordan on WGN in the 90s, which was unbelievable. So anyone that got to see Jordan, they are, this is why I struggle with the LeBron Jordan thing. To me, it's not close. To win a, a game, a single game, a championship, it's Jordan. It's not It's not LeBron. I would always put my money on him. I will so that no one's going to tell me different. LeBron's career over the lifespan might be better, but Jordan's a killer. And you see that in the video. Jordan's an absolute killer, which, by the way, I got to talk to Clark about getting Jordan to sponsor so he can have a jump man on Hoop Factory. That's got to be... Done in the When
0: you do that, let's get him on the podcast too and yeah. we'll blow up everything.
1: Good. Let's <laughs> let's just hammer that from all angles there because a jump man <laughs> under the Who Factory in Canada, that would be deluxe. But going back to that, watching that whole process I think it made me like Jordan even more. So I've watched it now three times because now...
0: You've watched the entire thing three times?
1: Yeah, so I am I work out with the girls and you have to supervise the weight sessions now. So I got to be in the weight room when the girls work out in the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So when I go on the treadmill, episode one, I start started it over again and now I've watched it through again. I just... The way that he his competitiveness comes out and the way that his teammates respect him even though they know that sometimes he crossed the line that ultimately it was about making him better, making the team better. I think that was the coolest thing. And they see my athletes talk about it, coming back and talking about watching it. All my kids watch it. And my girls don't watch basketball. They don't, but they all watch that. They all texted after every episode, like the things that they liked. So we even had a chat about like, what did we take from the last dance? Cause I didn't need to watch it as a team cause they already watched it as a hockey guy what was your biggest takeaway watching that i'm flipping it back on you here just quickly but what was your biggest takeaway
0: well you understand why jordan transcended basketball like he is one of how many athletes that are just larger than their sport but tiger woods was one of them Yep. tiger woods now has a little bit of a smear all over him we yes, all know correct, why correct, right Yep. um back then wayne gretzky was certainly one of them right but Wayne Gretzky's kind of like the this ridiculously nice guy, right? <laughs> right. They, they never let you into what he.
1: You've never heard a bad story about him, right?
0: Yeah. Where seeing Michael Jordan like that, you're like, man, he does not have an off switch. Like no. it is that that scrimmage game where they're playing uh, the Dream Team, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Like that is unbelievable. Um, now, me being a guy, uh, um, that loves sitting across and picking guys' brains. A, the Dennis Rodman leaving thing is unbelievable. The way Phil Jackson handled that is unbelievable. And if there's one guy, uh, you know, obviously Jordan, if I could get anyone off of that. Documentary. I'd take Jordan and Heartbeat to sit across from. Right. But my number 1A or 1B or whatever you want to call it is Phil Jackson. I got to read his book. Um, I got it on my list. And I never had Phil Jackson on the list of like, man, I'd really like to get him. He was not on it. But after that documentary, damn sure he's on it now.
1: He, like You'll like his book. You'll like it.
0: His, his, his mentality is... I always heard he was the... the you gotta understand. I'm, high, you know, I didn't follow basketball that much. Like, yeah, you follow the great ones, and and I remember everybody being Chicago Bulls insanity back in the '90s. But I guess right. I just didn't really. And Phil Jackson, greatest coach, or yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but hearing him talk and hearing, he's mesmerizing. It's interesting. The other thing I also take from the entire documentary is, no matter how good something is somebody is always going to be there to be like yeah we gotta yeah, change things up we gotta <laughs> do right like like how can ownership and the gm be like you guys are getting too old you can't do this like it's like man just ride that until it falters just go go like go until they can't go anymore let jordan play out his career there and be done
1: it's kind of like trading wayne gretzky hey? <laughs> but stay staying on the basketball those are non-basketball guys making those decisions so when I when I in, it's funny you brought up those points because Phil Jackson to me Steve Kerr's really getting there but Phil Jackson's so unique the way that he handles situations so,
0: uh, Steve Kerr would be number three on my list of guys I'd like
1: to yeah and, and Kerr's a unbelievable speaker oh, yeah. so I bought Jackson's new book Three Ring Circus so it talks about the time with the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq and all the stuff that was actually happening and how he handled it and it was absolute chaos but he kind of had a way of handling everyone separately at the same time so, when you hear Rodman talking about stuff, which I thought that episode was so unique because he's talking about re- this is the craziest guy in the NBA who wears dresses and dyes his hair, but he goes into the gym for hours and has his friend shoot hoops so he can figure out which way the ball's going to bounce. And he was so similar. My takeaway was he was so similar to Jordan, and he had just one unique focus. Jordan's was winning, and Rodman's was, I'm going to help us win, but I'm just going to rebound and play D this is my thing I can just do that Um, and I thought that was pretty cool to see how everyone kind of a little bit absorbed Michael's personality and then the time that Michael got emotional I I really enjoyed that part where you can tell there's some regret in the way that he treated his teammates and they said that that, there was two times he stopped taping one was when he talked about his teammates he said I never made them do anything that I didn't do myself. Another time was when he was talking about his dad. And I thought that was pretty unique that when he's reflecting upon how he treated his teammates, you can tell it ate him up, but it was just about winning. And he would do it the same because he knew that got them to the end goal. Pretty, I thought that was pretty cool when he, when he said pause there. I thought they, they filmed it well. It was directed well. It was really impactful to me.
0: And it was perfect timing that it came out in COVID. Because like,
1: it had all the eyes of the world, right? That
0: was good. That was good television. Yes. That was. I heard that uh, uh, Golden State had been offered um, to have cameras go with them, and they turn, declined that.
1: Yes, the, I think they did. They did a mini. I think there's one coming out on Kobe's last year, but it's not the same I think it was because they knew it was his retirement but Golden State did decline that on their last run
0: right like I mean don't get me wrong having cameras in everywhere would be uncomfortable I'm sure but the footage it creates for down the road is unbelievable
1: I gotta say seeing them drink beer in the training room after and have cigars or on the road I think that's pretty cool because I don't even know if they're allowed to do that anymore to be honest but just to like see that kind of thing that's pretty awesome
0: well, let's go into the Crude Master Final Five. I know you got you are probably up till two in the morning doing work on the old, yeah. the hoop factory. So I don't want to keep you here all night <laughs> as you rub your eyes and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, no one's bothering me too much yet. No text from the <laughs> wife. We're okay.
0: Well, uh, shout out to Heath and Trace McDonald, uh, supporters of the podcast since the very beginning. I've got I've got five for you today. All right. If you were to get uh, headline, a late show. late show would you want to go on
1: well I think so I'm uh, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Fallon I find him hilarious but I started watching David Letterman's news I know Uh, it is so I watched the Chappelle episode first and I was just blown away Um, so it'd be David Letterman I think seeing him in like those hour sit downs he's so unique the way that he can connect to people and, and yeah so Letterman for sure God, I'd like to interview Letterman. And he right. was at the peak when we were growing up. Right? I know. That, that was the that show. That was the guy I watched. That was the show, yeah.
0: And to see him come back, when he first came back and I saw that never, I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. And then I watched an episode and I'm like, oh, my I God. Know. Like, yeah. yeah He's good. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. This airs on Wednesday. Okay. The election is on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't, want, I don't want your <laughs> choice. I want who you think is going to win, Trump or Biden, or Kanye West.
1: <clears throat> you might as well be Kanye West the way the U.S. is headed. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's going to be a mess. I'm going to say uh, Biden just because I think, I think the recent events and I think some of the major promises that didn't get followed through on might hurt him. It might not in the long run. I think this is going to be one of those wild things that, like, whatever happens, whoever wins, there's going to be ballots missing or votes missing or some kind of collusion. I don't think this is going to be pretty. And I think the thing that we can all agree on that we've seen in the U.S. is uh, the deterioration of uh, politics and, and what democracy stands for, in my opinion. I think their system's broken, but I would lean toward Biden just would be my guess. But also, Hillary was supposed to win last time. And she didn't. She got more more votes but didn't win. So. And
0: by the time this is tuned in Wednesday, we'll know.
1: And both those guys could easily be done by Wednesday because they are getting up there in age. <laughs> My goodness. Two of the oldest like you look at Obama. Obama's still younger than those guys. <laughs> so we might have someone totally different in there. Who knows?
0: If they were to recreate one basketball movie <laughs> And uh, they brought Chris King in to headline said movie. I, I I I rattled off. I'll rattle off some names for you, just so you can have a few. I got it. I got Coach it. Coach Carter, okay. Teen Wolf, Hoosiers, Space Jam, White Men Can't Jump. He got game. That that's in my mind.
1: Those are all good ones.
0: Is it, did I miss
1: one? Uh, above the rim? Do you say above the rim? That's a good one. No, I haven't said above. The rim. Uh, Blue, haven't... Blue chips is good with Shack and Penny Hardaway. It's like recruiting violations. It's pretty okay. good. Um, those are all good. I'm surprised you came up with that list. That's a good list. Well, well, I, I mean, I've. You those... did your homework.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and those are some good movies. I mean, Coach Carter. I actually, actually, the one I was gonna put in there, but I haven't seen it yet, is the new Ben Affleck one.
1: I haven't seen it yet. It looks good. It does look good. I heard mixed reviews from basketball people though. Mm. So.
0: Okay. Well. I mean, yeah. I mean, how can you? Denzel's my man. Denzel is rate right high on the list. Me too. If I ever get a chance, I mean, I'm gonna be pumped. But like, he got game. Was awesome. Yeah. White man can't jump. Um,
1: Woody, Harrelson Woody Harrelson and uh, so for me, that's my favorite of all time. White man can't jump. Yeah. I think I just love the dynamic between him, him and, and Wesley Snipes, snipes yeah. and the back and forth and the talking smack <laughs> and the taking money from people. So my high school graduation present from my uh, basketball coach, Mike Curtis, who was helping at the facility, he got me the DVD of White Man Can't Jump. And I still have it to this day. But, yeah, just the the back and forth in that is is unbelievable. But uh, blue chips would be right behind for me because it's like a coach grasping his straws and breaks all the rules. <laughs> he get buys a guy a tractor. He gets another guy's mom a house and a job and just to win. So um, – yeah, I would love to be Woody Harrelson because I, I think doing a movie with Leslie Snipes would be best. the best. <laughs> the best, yeah. Well, best.
0: actually, but it wouldn't be Wesley Snipes because it would be a remake. So who would who be your co-star? Who would you banter with?
1: Who would be able to give it back? It has to be someone athletic enough... Um because right now all I'm thinking is comedians and that wouldn't work. If it's and a I, was thinking, I was thinking Chris Tucker. but that's what, that's what I was thinking, first one to my head, because it would be so funny. But then I'm like, can he play ball? Oh, Okay, let me come back to that at the end and see if I can get someone. Someone that's pretty athletic. Because I think about a lot of sports movies and Wesley Snipes is pretty good in, in a lot of those. Right, Major League, like unbelievable. I don't even know if he can play baseball, but he talked smack and stole bases, right? (laughs) So, yeah, I was a big fan of Wesley. (laughs) I got a hundred of these, one for every bag I'm going to (laughs) steal. Yeah. Uh,
0: He was in the fan, too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Him and De Niro? Yeah,
1: that was a great one. Yeah, he was in the fan. He he had a string where he was in. He was like really, and he was really, really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ask this one. I think I asked this one. Maybe the Tanner. No, I can't remember now. Uh, if you got to be in a celebrity WWE match and you could pick one wrestler to come be your tag team partner, who would you take? It could be current and past. I mean, WWE brings back people all the time.
1: Right. I think I would have to take The Rock just for like what he's accomplished. My favorite wrestler was the Ultimate Warrior growing up. He was my favorite wrestler by, by a mile. But I think I'd have to take The Rock just because of all the little extras and knowing what he became. But The Ultimate Warrior was out of control.
0: Would you put on the same uh, Oh, same outfit. Flore- flore- <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Think of this body right now with those on, <laughs> not seeing the sun for months. Yeah, that's that would be me for sure. Ultimate Warrior was pretty good. But The, the Rock was pretty – he was pretty unreal, that little stint he was on there before he took off with the acting and everything like that.
0: Yeah. The Rock is also on my list. Okay, I asked you last time, if you were a fan, a spectator, <clears throat> would you what, what final game of what major sport would you go to? So now, uh, we asked this on the Brothers Roundtable, and now I'm curious your thought. If you were an athlete, a player in a game, and you could hit the buzzer beater, hit a walk-off, score an OT, or catch or want, run in the winning TD, no time left, of the championship games. We're talking game 7 MLB, the World Series, game 7 of the Stanley Cup finals, yeah. game 7 in the NBA finals or the Super Bowl. Which one
1: would you want? Yeah, is the walk-off a home run? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Walk-off home run.
0: Want walk-off dinger? Yeah. You're n- you're not sticking, you're not you're not quiet later. Hit,
1: hit no, Jordan last shot would be like unbelievable. Yeah. A walk-off dinger hitting that where you're rounding second and seeing your team coming out and then getting to home and doing the helmet talk. Yeah. Walk off Dinger. You underestimate the baseball side of me sometimes, but yeah, walk off Dinger, I think.
0: Imagine your bat flip on that.
1: I don't, I don't, if you hit a walk off Dinger, I'd probably run with it to first base. And I'd probably be sprinting because I would be so shocked that it happened. But the feeling of hitting a home run is so different than any other feeling. And I say this all the time. A wood bat ball hit squarely, the crack and the way that it feels, it is the best sporting sound. It's better than like the swish of a mesh or chain or like barring in on hockey. It's just the best sound and feeling.
0: It's a pure sound. Yeah. And the only pure, the other pure sound that comes to mind immediately, although this is obviously biased to me, is the sound of a puck on fresh ice nobody there and it echoes mm. that's a great sound
1: do you like the puck better or the skates when you're ripping the ice by yourself puck really
0: the skate, the skates is great yeah but the puck is what reminds me of like a frozen pond you're outside it's cold it's crisp and you drop that first puck it's yeah. a great
1: sound getting romantic here about sports yeah no that's awesome did
0: you play any ball through the summer coach any baseball yeah
1: uh yeah we had like a eight game season or something like that for a senior so I played, I don't know, played six of the games. as a away on vacation. You know, it's, fu- it's funny. Yeah. I never
0: asked you. You're right. I never asked you about ball. As soon yeah. as you said that, I'm like, it's not like, don't. Yeah, play. well,
1: it's a weird season. So we played, us older guys, we would play four innings, and the young guys would play three innings. And it was awesome because it was a social outing. But like the first couple games, everyone had to travel in their own vehicle. Baseball, no spitting on the diamond, no sunflower seeds. I can tell you by game five, I saw seeds, I saw chew, I saw beer on the bench, like, for after the game. Like, it was back to senior baseball. But the first couple games, like, I'm sort of like, okay, no chew, no seeds. Is it really baseball without those two things? No, it is not. No. No. (laughs) So, so yeah, I, I was thankful I got to get out. I got to do something for a little bit. It was a very, very short lived. And the downside when you're off that long and you're old is you get sore really quick. I ran at a men's league run on Monday night. I haven't played basketball in four years. I played for like 25 minutes. Every muscle, in my lower body hurts. And I skate quite often. Skating's nice because you can glide in turn. You have to move your legs in basketball to get to the other end. You're it, saying hockey
0: players are soft.
1: No, I'm just saying I like in hockey when I'm dog tired that I know I can make a big U-turn and get halfway back to my end. I might not get back there to back check, but at least it looks like I'm trying. Running, running, I'm on one spot bent over holding my knees and everyone's like, what are you doing?
0: Well, I appreciate you coming in. It's always a pleasure having you in, Kinger. Yeah, it's, thanks, man. It's, uh, oh, it's always entertaining. It's uh, good to sit down with you and. Wish you uh, nothing but success here with Hoop Factory and Golden Ticket Sports and look forward to seeing what you guys do here in the future.
1: Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on, as always, and you keep getting bigger and bigger, so uh, don't forget about me here in the future.
0: <laughs> Likewise. Hey, folks, thanks again for joining us today. If you just stumble on the show and like what you hear, please click subscribe. Remember, every Monday and Wednesday a new guest will be sitting down to share their story. The Sean Newman podcast is available for free on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you find your podcast fix. Until next time.
1: Hey, we didn't get to football. We were supposed to get to hear that. Well, we, we Brady hard on. Oh well,
0: to... let's get, let's do it here for two minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, your your Steelers are seven and zero.
1: Yeah, defense hey, man. Hey. Best coach in the league as well. Best coach in the league.
0: After hours, we back. Yes. He won a little NFL talk we talked about the NFL and tailgating but we never actually got on to the current season so fair
1: mm-hmm.
0: I am an I uh, I was a Patriots fan but I was not a Patriots fan because I was a Tom Brady fan and everybody gets sour when I say that so now I'm a Buccaneers fan and when Tom Brady retires I am no longer a bucks fan I will be a Vikings fan because I've been to Vikings games my wife is from Minnesota and I know going to college in Green uh, Green Bay in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin people are going to hate me for saying that, but uh, the atmosphere in uh, Minnesota is unbelievable, and I'm going to ex- hopefully get to experience that for the rest of my life at least once a year, which, I mean, I can't say that for any other team. So going to all this, I'm a Tom Brady fan. I follow the guy. He is the best. You can't argue him. Everything about the guy is unreal, except the only thing that frustrated me is I went I' just a retired a I That's the only thing that bothered me. But now seeing him as a buck and having fun, and maybe the re- reins are a little loosened. Gronk's back.
1: Oh, my God. This is why this is after hours, because I would have just walked out. Of here. If you started with this, I would have left. Like I, I'm going to have to wipe the mic off. There's going to be puke on the mic from this Tom Brady love. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, he should have stayed. At Patriot. That would have been the noble thing to do. That would have been the noble thing to do. But uh, because he's so arrogant, he wants to prove that he can do it on his own, which he's not going to do it on his own, but I will give him credit. He went to the best possible situation. Hey, I,
0: I think he's answered the question, Belichick or Brady, right now.
1: Belichick's team is playing third stringers. He's got guys not playing. Oh, my God. Get serious. <laughs> Get serious. So... You got Tom in Tampa who cannot throw like a ten yard out now. It's like five five yard dumps all the time. Just dump it off. Thank God. Gronk now, what is this? Week seven or weeks. What week are we in? I don't even know what week we're in, but regardless, the first three weeks, Gronk looked like he was still on the party cruise. It looked like he hadn't really played. He football. probably was on the party cruise. Yeah, now it looks like, oh, he can block and run and there's some there's some Gronkish things, but Tom Brady is Tom Checkdown, let's let's be honest. He cannot throw the ball like he used to. The guy can't even remember what down it is this year. That's how old he's getting. Three, four. Rick, <laughs> I will give you credit. He's a competitor. He wants to win. But he is in a really good situation in, a, in what we would probably say a little bit of a weaker division this year.
0: I would agree.
1: Him making playoffs, I think, is a big plus. How long does he play for down there? When does it go south? Because I have to believe... The Pats are going to be good within a year or two. It's just inevitable. Even though they've had like 10 bad draft classes, he figures out a way to get it done. And the Newton thing seems to be a failure. But
0: I thought the Newton thing was going to work. When they they signed Newton, I was like.
1: It just so many hiccups in his game. Just lit, like fumbles and just not doing things that he should have done all the time in Carolina. Like that one year in Carolina was such a one-off. Yeah. Right, but anyways, I don't know if I can handle you cheering for the Bucks just for Tom.
0: Why? It's why just, does that bother you so much?
1: It's, listen, this is
0: pick a team, man. No, no, like, no, no, like, no, Okay, so the, I'll, you I'll, can you can cheer no, 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 partially no, for no, him. No, no, I'll bring it back to why I do this. Okay, can I tell you why I do this? I'm a diehard Oilers fan. It almost brings me to tears when they lose out of the playoffs or do awful things or suck as bad as they do. It drains life from me. But you're used to it. true and what i said was after that i said you know what no more of this i can't do this across four sports this takes up too much of my brain like my brain hurts my body hurts and then they get mcdavid and dry saddle and they should be just like fun to watch and you go watch after games and you're just like what are they doing out there some days like fuck (laughs) but that's me right to the core okay that's what i i cheer with the soul for the oilers okay and I swore never again for any other sport because I just can't handle the ups and downs. I can't handle a team missing the playoffs for 10 bloody years. It is painful. Right. So what I did was, is uh, I remember when Tom Brady got the, the call up that playoffs, right? And I was like, oh. And I kind of heard some. That's kind of cool. And then they win, whatever. And you're like, oh, cool. So everybody goes, oh, you're a Patriot fan because they won. I'm like, well, kind like, of. I don't know. I like Tom Brady. I like what he talks about. I like that. What he, you you know, that he's a pretty clean-cut guy and he's not a jackass and you call him arrogant and I'm like, I just think he's confident. (laughs) I think he's awesome. And so I did that with that. And then when it came to basketball, when LeBron came back from Cleveland I went, I'm going to cheer for Cleveland because I like LeBron. I like what he's doing. I like that he came back and owned up to it. I like that he won. And then he goes to uh, LA. LA. I'm not a Cleveland fan anymore. I could care less about the Cleveland Cavaliers. And And I'm not a LeBron fan in the Lakers because he just, I don't know, he kind of is a jackass and he's in the Lakers and whatever. But I just, I can't do that with teams. I can't just, I got my sport, I'm an Oiler fan, and once I stray away from there, after Tom Brady retires, I'll become a Minnesota Viking fan, all right? In a you're going to hear me. I'm going to be green and gold. (laughs) Green and gold. I'm I'm Wisconsin. Uh, Oh, yeah, you
1: got the wrong team there, bud. Purple, Purple.
0: (laughs) purple. God, that's hard to say. I just don't like being held down to teams. I like cheering for athletes. Why can't I cheer for an athlete? What's so hard about that?
1: So basically, what you're telling all your listeners is, you got your sports heart broken so much, and it hurts you so much you can't cheer for teams because you're just so heartbroken about it. Now, this is that's what sports is about—the pain of losing. What you do with the Oilers? I'm a Braves fan. You know how much, loot, like, we're really good and we barely ever win. And I take chirps all the time. I'm not leaving that. I'm not but leaving how, the but Steelers. How,
0: but but how, I guess my question is then, how did you fall in love with the Braves?
1: TBS. Maddox, Smoltz, Gladden. Back in the day, that's fair. Chipper that's Jones. Fair. Chipper Jones. They were on baby. TV once yeah. again. That Eastern time zone, watching the games after school. I fell in love with them. Even to this day, all my friends that are Jays fans chirp me because, obviously... Yeah, and so I, yeah. I, I
0: don't know. I, I struggle because, uh, you know, everybody hates... Well, not everybody hates, but a lot of people hate Barry Bonds. But I remember the Barry Bonds years of the San Fran yeah. Giants, and those were really fun to watch. I guess I just never... You know, I don't have this uh, memory of growing up watching the NBA and watching the Lakers win a championship or the Celtics or whoever you want to throw in there. So, right. to me, I, I, I guess it's hard to get on... I guess tomorrow, if you like. I could put up a dartboard. We could throw a dart, and I could become a... Oh, give me somebody random. A New Orleans... Uh, what's what's their basketball team? Pelicans. The Pelicans, sure. You, you want me to do that? I mean, I, I can do that just to say I got a team.
1: This sounds like a charity event, is what it sounded like. Yeah, here. well, it kind of is for the NBA. I mean... So will the Oilers love not die then, no matter what? McDavid's gone. Oh, no,
0: the Oilers... That's sting, Yeah. So it's just the other sports. It's just the other sports. I have a hard time. I always grew up... Like, the only thing that kid... I'll clarify this. Oilers, Rough Riders.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But in fairness to... And now maybe, you know, I tell you what. I got to get to a rush game because... Growing up in Saskatchewan, we had no pro sports except for the Rough Riders. So you yes. cheer for the Rough Riders. It's why Rough Riders have so many damn fans. Saskatchewan has nothing else. Now we got the Rush in Saskatoon. I'd like to go watch it. I, I hear it's phenomenal.
1: I hear it's a great event. Well, let's, let's do this and let's make this a plan. Non-COVID, let's say next spring, summer, we go watch the Rush and we'll watch the Siebel uh, Professional Basketball League in Saskatoon. It's
0: professional they, basketball league in Saskatoon. Yeah,
1: so Edmonton's got a team. Uh, the Rattlers are in Saskatoon. The Stingers are in Alberta. The Rattlers won two years ago. So there's, I think there's six or eight. Wait, teams. wait, wait, wait.
0: Did you say basketball or baseball?
1: Basketball, basketball. Yeah, Siebel. They've done a great job marketing. They they had a bubble. They were the Man, first. All the
0: basketball people are like, this guy's a moron. That's great. <laughs> no, it's
1: it's all good. But it it's the, it was the first league back in a bubble they were doing their championships before anyone else. So they got everyone in the bubble in Ontario and did a little championship. Well, it
0: better be better than the one. I've been to one NBA game. I went and watched watched the Minnesota Timberwolves play uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers (laughs) post-LeBron and Kevin Kevin Love didn't play. It was beyond terrible.
1: That's rough. I can't imagine that.
0: Am I going to have a better experience than that?
1: Well, you should, in theory, because you're going to have a close game. These games are really high-scoring. I, I w- I'm going to th- guess that the rush is going to be like more jam-packed and loud and stuff, but the, the Siebel games are really high-scoring. There's a lot of like guys that are playing pro overseas. There's some university guys mixed in. There's certain rules that you have to have, like development players and stuff. I think it's really good for the sport if they can keep it up. They've got some like CBC broadcasts and stuff like that. So it, we should do that and hit the minor pro sports. And support them and see what that environment's like.
0: I'm game for that.
1: Yeah. So I'm so game for that. That's how you got off your Tom Brady love. We got to.
0: After all that, uh, <laughs> do you, you still judge me on Tom Brady?
1: Yeah. I just. I'm you ha- got
0: to, wait. Do you got a do you got a sport? Do you got a team for each sport then? So your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Who are having a fantastic season, I might say. Yeah. NHL, you're an Oiler man.
1: I have yeah. I have to be just growing up that way and. Okay. My connection. Baseball, there. you're Atlanta. Yeah
0: and uh Lakers
1: Lakers and this except this, for LeBron except for this year. I you can't you can't cheer I can't your te- I can't, you can't
0: che- cheer for your team when they mm-hmm, win a championship.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't cheer for them with LeBron. What as, kind of as, fan are you that can't soo- cheer for it? as soon cuz I'm loyal to the team and he's such a he's he signifies things that I don't like about pro sports. So when he's done playing, I will be a Lakers fan again. I cannot stomach. I was not cheering when they won the championship at all. At all,
0: is there a player that could affect your love for the Edmonton Oilers, the Atlanta Braves, or the Pittsburgh Steelers in the same way?
1: No, Mm-mm. that they acquired.
0: Yeah, that they bring in, and you're like, you know what? I'm I'm just turning my love off for the team. You give so, me a hard fucking time. Yeah, about no, that's this, fair. And <laughs> that they get fair. the L- your team just won a championship, and you only want to have a celebratory champagne. You're like, no, screw it. That guy sucks and I'm done with that for a year.
1: Uh, I would have a tough time swallowing Jeter because um, I think Jeter's amazing, but Jeter, in the day, going to Atlanta, that would have been tough. I just, Yankees, I despise everything Yankees. I would have a tough time if Tom Brady was on the Steelers. I think I'd quit st- cheering for the Steelers if I'm being honest here. Um, Who else did I really not like? I'm just thinking of guys that I cheered against so hard. Yeah, those two. Randy Johnson, maybe. I hated Randy Johnson back in the day.
0: The guy who blew up the pigeon.
1: Yeah, one of the greatest memes of all time. Hockey-wise, it's not really the same. And, and basketball, just LeBron. I could probably handle anyone else. I'm trying to think who else. Karl Malone, I didn't... that When Malone went over there for that year at the end, that really... Now, the flip side is Steve Nash could have played anywhere and I would have been a Steve Nash fan so
0: you're not allowed to follow a player i know that's that's your rule that's what you're i know me. but
1: as a laker fan first lakers were beating out nash every single year but i had that little soft spot right in the bottom you must have a couple players in the nhl that you got soft spots for you got a little man crush on
0: well one of them isn't playing anymore uh he played for the arch nemesis jerome gill was fun to watch that guy
1: was two, two way he did everything
0: fought scored man always smiling would have loved to have seen him in an oily uniform
1: music it would look funny
0: it would have looked funny probably wouldn't look right probably yeah. uh,
1: you know no no
0: i don't know other other guys i duncan keith he's like one of my favorite defensemen of all the time but he's you know he's slowly aging up there
1: right yeah and I, it's just that sports passion and like i said mike my, my players they don't cheer for teams just athletes And I'm sure our kids, when they get older, they're going to cheer for athletes, and it's going to drive us nuts. You think so? It'll drive me nuts, for sure. No, no, no.
0: You think they're actually going to cheer for athletes, not sports?
1: Yeah. I would say, like, my girls that watch sports, they're athletes. They're tuned into athletes. And they will change the team that they're cheering for, depending, like, I have Tori.
0: So I really hit a, a yeah. sour. Yeah. spot. yeah, you know, with I'm you just getting Tom really Brady. upset.
1: Like, okay, I'm a Bucks fan. No, I'm a Celtics fan first. <laughs> Celtics are winning. I'm a Celtics fan. Oh, Celtics are out. I'm a league champ. Like I just, oh my god. Yeah, we shouldn't have even turned the mics back on for this. I think this I'm think just fantastic. so so angry about this. There you go. Now you know how I feel.
0: Well, thanks again, sir. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I got you fired up. You're not yawning anymore. That's for damn sure. No,
1: coffee's kicked in. I'm good.
0: Oh, I think it's Tom Brady's kicked in. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. We'll leave her here, <laughs> and everyone can laugh at this.